Well, welcome to Table Radio, friends, and welcome to Season 2. We are calling this Together Again, and I'm here with my good friend and co-worker, Andy Withrow. We just want to chat about where we've been, the season we've sort of come out from, and the season uh, we're beginning today. So welcome, Andy. Yeah, thanks. Let's do it. I'm excited. <laughs> so our first... Together Again. Together we That's are. enough said. We don't need to talk... That says it all, doesn't it? We're does finally it? together again. <laughs> yeah, I think it does say a lot considering what we've been through, for sure. So in our first season, our first foray into the podcasting world, we had what we titled our Rooted series. And do you want to just maybe recap kind of the decisions around why we started with that theme and sort of some of the learnings that came from that? Yeah, you're asking the guy with a terrible memory, but I'll try my best. So uh, from what I remember last year, I think we started that in the fall. We went all year round and we decided to to go back. It was 10 years being at the table, table's existence and, mm-hmm. here in Victoria. And uh, we wanted to go back and explore our seven core longings, we call them. These are kind of like the what does it mean to, to be a member of the table? What is the table striving for um, um, when it gathers? So who are we supposed to be? So we took that opportunity to take one month for each of our core longings. Um, yeah, we so actually that was- revised that as we were going, didn't we? Because <laughs> we decided... Yeah, we got into it and we we're like, uh, yeah. let's, let's slow down a bit and let's take longer. So kind of mm-hmm. when we got to September, October, we slowed it way down. And we decided to spend basically four Sundays, four mm-hmm. weeks on each of the core longings. And it was kind of nice. I think a lot of us really liked slowing down and taking our time looking at uh, each one through a different, maybe through a different angle, a different lens, have different preachers and teachers yeah. focused on it. It was yeah. an interesting decision, I think, because we were sort of right in the height of the pandemic or the first height. Mm-hmm. <laughs> History yeah. will only know. But um you know, we sort of realized that people were wanting to have less input and have encouraged a slower, more digestible pace where people would have time to consider and mull over really what we felt were really the DNA, the building blocks of what and who the table is. Yeah, so that was fun. And, and we had a lot of kind of, we had some seasonal spinoff projects from that at Christmas that and, and Lent that you you oversaw, Anna, that was a lot of fun just to, it was kind of nice, especially in the midst of not being able to meet together to have mm-hmm. kind of an alternative way of trying to be a bit of a community and, and do a project together and hear kind of the voices you haven't heard or, or faces you haven't seen in a long time. So that was pretty neat. Yeah, I have a really visceral memory of listening to a lot of the music that we recorded for the 12 days of Christmas project. And, you know, by that point we hadn't been together for several months. And I just remember being in tears, listening to Mm -hmm. the voices of Mm -hmm. my table friends, listening to people sing, listening to people play. And, and this sense of, even though we couldn't be together in person, that digitally somehow we were able to be together. And that was really powerful at the time. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. So coming out of that season, um, what was the discernment uh, looking towards the fall and deciding on a new sermon series and and thinking about where we're headed next? Yeah, so in the spring um, uh, is when I usually or 
Josh and I, or even you and Josh and I, and kind of start thinking about the fall, but the spring was a little different just because we were still not meeting and we still weren't sure what the future held. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just kind of hard to, I, I'm sure a lot of people have this experience. It's hard to make kind of long-term plans when you're in the middle of a <laughs> pandemic. Like, I don't know. Is no, Are we going to be together? What should we do? Mm-hmm. And then it was sort of complicated by me getting to go on sabbatical for three months. So May, June, and July, I wasn't here. Yeah. And I wasn't supposed to be I working, and I, I did a pretty good job of not working while I was on sabbatical. So I didn't really think that much. I'm proud of you for about, that. Yeah, thank you. Um, I didn't <laughs> think that much about um, about the fall series. But anyway, when I came back um, in August, um, Josh had we were so when I came back in August, it was really nice because it was nice to be back. I was excited to get back to work and the restrictions had been lifted and we were meeting together. So it was sort of this yeah. double whammy of being gone for sabbatical for a long time, but also while I was gone, um, things had changed so much. And so mm-hmm. we were able to be in person again. So I was just excited about that. Um, and then just trying to catch up on so many things, get ready for fall leadership retreat, uh, kind of get back in the spring of things, think about our youth group and so many things needed attention. And Josh had an idea for a fall series. So I'm like, great. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is. Um, and it was great. It, he wanted it, back together again. The idea was, um, you know, spending so long apart from one another. Um, we're all anxious to get back. We're all ready to get back and we're all excited to get back. And that part's easy. The harder part is remembering like, oh, yeah, community life isn't always easy. And we might tend yeah. to remember, you know, or look back through rose colored glasses and remembered the fun parts of being together because that's what we've missed so much. Mm-hmm. And so, and it, I, yeah, go ahead. Well, I think it's also complicated by we can be together in some measure, but we still mm-hmm. have some restrictions. We still wear masks yeah. when we're together. Yeah. Um, and thanks to Amita Getty, we've come up with this really great system of everybody putting on a name tag when we're together and putting a, a red, yellow, or green sticker mm-hmm. to indicate their level of comfort of being close to other people physically, yep. um, you know, trying to accommodate for people that still would like to social distance if possible. Mm-hmm. So trying to make space for everybody, yes. you know, with all of our differences and all our particularities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And still present. <laughs> yeah. And we have socially distanced seating options in our, at our worship time. Um, so just trying to, take account, and this is part of it, just taking account that people are in different spots mm-hmm. for different reasons. Um, and um, just trying to accommodate for that and be thoughtful about that. Um, so, so there's just this coming back and wanting to acknowledge that uh, there's a lot of zeal and excitement and energy around being together again. And then there's also that, oh yeah, being together with other people also has its challenges and um things that we have to work through. Sometimes it's yeah. hard work to be in community. And yeah. so we thought um, Josh's idea, well, let's look at the one another passages in the new Testament. And it's something we've kind of talked about on and off of doing a series on sometime and we've never done it. So this so like you a guys have time. talked about Romans before as a possibility. Well, it's more generally, more broadly, just the one another's mm, passages gotcha. in the new Testament. So I always say there's 70 one another passages. It's actually not true. I can't remember the exact number. Uh, but <laughs> 70 is like a biblical arbitrary. number. And so that's just what I, I told you already. I have a terrible memory. So <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to, I was scrambling while we were trying to get on to this uh, recording. Like, oh, where's the sheet where I had my notes for this? Because I couldn't 
find it. But anyway, there's a lot of one another passages in the New Testament. Um, and so the initial thought was like, let's just do a sampling of them from, okay. from all over the New Testament and find, because there's kind of different emphases and different things they focus on. Um, but I always like to kind of root in a, in a passage, like let's, let's take one letter or a gospel or something right. and, or part of it. So you can kind of, it just makes it easier as a preacher. Cause you can kind of build on it instead of like jumping around like, okay, wait, shoot, what's this major themes of this letter and context. Mm-hmm. And, and um, it's nice to kind of go through things that way. So as I was kind of looking at all the one another passages, I noticed that there was like six or seven all clustered together, right. In Romans 12 through 15. And, um, so I thought, well, what if we just did that? Because you kind of get a nice sampling of of these one another in the whole passage there, twelve through fifteen. Those those four chapters are really focused on life together as a community. Paul spends the first eleven chapters of Romans explicating the gospel in great detail, looking at it from several angles and using mm-hmm. different concepts and images. And then at the end of eleven, he gets to chapter twelve and he says, "Therefore, basically, in light of everything I just, in light of these eleven chapters." Therefore, live this way. This is what you, how you ought to how to live when you come together. When you when you when you're doing how do life we apply together. these things? Yeah. So yeah. so um, so it's nice to kind of propose that, and then then we all kind of got on the same page and got excited about Romans twelve through fifteen, and that's that's what we're that's what we're going to do. That's what we're doing. And it really covers the gamut, doesn't it? Because it talks about personal relationships. It talks about relationships to the state. Mm-hmm. Um, it talks about a lot of the complexities of human behavior and the way of being in the world. Uh, and I think that's been surprising to me is just how it applies not only to perhaps your family members or your closest friends, but really to all of the levels of relationship that you have in yeah. your life. Yeah, he's very he's very broad and holistic in his approach. And it starts with Romans 12 present your bodies as living sacrifice. Like it's, you can't be more holistic than that. I'm like, I'm, we're called to give our whole selves, our whole lives over to this God, this God who's, who's trustworthy, worthwhile. Um, and then he just starts going down. Like in light of that, this is like, here's, here's how to live all of life together. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. Cause I think, I don't know if you feel this way, but I think I felt this way in the past that similar to maybe the book of Revelation, the book of Romans is a little bit intimidating because it kind of has a reputation for being quite heady, quite intense. Um, I know when I was in seminary, the Greek is very complex. Mm-hmm. The ideas that Paul is talking about is very are very complex. His arguments tend to be quite long and extended, and sometimes you lose the thread of the conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I always find with parts of the Bible like that's so helpful to go through as a community because we can sort of piece it out together and and be teaching one another in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I find that with with Paul all over the place. He's just mm. kind of he just the way he writes can be hard to follow sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's another benefit of just staying in one kind of extended passage so you can kind of have you know build on build on the previous week's work and that sort of thing yeah great well we can do hard things yeah. <laughs> including reading romans together yeah that's right and getting through a pandemic mm-hmm. and yeah. and now learning how to be together again 
yeah, no, I'm excited. I think uh, I think it's going to be great, and uh, we're having a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. Well, thanks, Andy, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you more throughout the series. Great. All right. Thanks, Anna. Bye. Thank you for listening to Table Radio, an extension of the life of the Table Church, a community in Victoria, B.C. Our mission together is to love God, love each other, and to love and bless our neighbors so that we may see Christ revealed in common life. Music for this episode, provided by The Preparation EP, written and arranged by Coco Marieve, and can be found at thetablechurch.bandcamp.com. To learn more about our community, please go to tablechurch.ca. Then